0: and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we have a great podcast lined up for you. We're going to welcome you back to another episode of the Mind Fitness Mentor. Z- it doesn't seem like there's a lot of... Z- 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 from z- <laughs> Thank you, because I was going to say, it's like the Mind Fitness Mentors now, yeah. isn't it? Yep. I guess we should really upgrade there, but that doesn't matter. So today we've got a crucial topic to discuss the six, yes, six. And Now there's probably a lot more than that, but we're going to focus on the six bad habits That will destroy your brain. Like I am struggling with brain fog, making decisions, uh, speech, remembering people's names. So I am so excited for this. We did a lot of research on this and Mm. I'm excited to bring it to you because this has been something that's been impacting my life for probably many years. I I used to blame like brain, brain fog on period. Then I blamed it on perimenopause. Then I blamed it on menopause. Now I'm blaming it on um, medication and liver dysfunction. Like I'm just blaming and shaming everything and not <laughs> taking responsibility for it, am I? So we all know that your brain is a vital organ responsible for our thoughts, our emotions, like oh, I'm going off the Richter hot and cold, right? And also our overall, overall well-being. However, many of us unknowingly engage in habits that can actually, actually wreak havoc on our brains.
1: Did you know that, Sam? I didn't until I started doing more research and Mm -hmm. then I found that out. It was fascinating. I knew that. And not only has it impact on my brain, but also my health. Yeah. Like my health. (laughs) Well, like your brain is your number one organ, right? So if your brain's bad, man, everything's bad. Life can be a little bit shitty when your brain's not working (laughs) optimum. Your brain's not
0: good. So today you might need a pen and a piece of paper because this is one that you're going to want to take notes on. So if you're out there walking and talking, like I I always recommend, pop a podcast on, get out and kill two birds with one stone. Today we're going to identify the destructive habits and talk about the simple ways, like real simple, because we know there's lots of things, but we like to keep shit simple, that you can go about making a positive change in your brain health. So I hope
1: you're ready. Uh, let's go for for six of them. Yep, we're going to do six. These are the top six that we kind of worked through over over time. There's like a billion different things out there. So don't say, oh, she didn't do this one. But these are the six that we have found have the biggest impact and are probably the easiest to implement in your life. When we say we have found,
0: Sam's done the research. And what? come back to me and I'm like, these are the ones that I identify yeah, with. So I think that we need. need to put that have made a significant change in my life since I've been diagnosed with chronic illness. So yep. I think there must okay. have been illness before because, you know, I've always had brain stuff. <laughs> okay, okay, number
1: one. um, Not exercising. Number two. Not getting enough sleep. Number three. Eating inflammatory foods. Ooh. Number four. Having a big belly. Mm. Oh, wow. Bet you didn't know that yeah. one. Number five. Oh, Not learning new things. I'm holding up my
0: finger, so if you're listening to the audio, (laughs) I forgot to say, and number five. So I was just doing the actual visual cue here on the screen. And number six. Is spending too much time indoors. What? Mm. Like how many of us can spend too much time indoors, especially
1: with our seasons that we've been having right now? It's called winter, winter, rain, Rain. Rain. winter. Yeah, and it's been happening for the last uh, 11 months. So (laughs) we're waiting for the summer, which we're going to have, if you're listening from Australia... We hate you. No, we don't. But you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying, right? We're envious, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah. We have vitamin vitamin D
0: deficiencies right now. 100 Okay, so so let's start with not exercising. Like, this is something we're really passionate about, and we've seen evidence about this. Absolutely. Mm. So,
1: exercise improves your memory by increasing your brain-derived neurotropic factor. Whoa. All right? Brain derived neurotropic factor. So that's called BDNF.
0: Yeah. So for people like me, Sam can pronounce it all. I just like the abbreviated version BDNF.
1: BDNF. I have yep. just say BDNF. <laughs> now, this helps to form new synapses and improves learning and memory. Now, do we need to actually break down synapses and stuff, or is that like a little bit too technical? It's, just think of it like the brain. It's, it's communication. It simple, it's communication in the brain. So, like, it's when signals go from one part of the brain to the other part, and they just send signals around your brain. And if you're not getting the signals happening in your brain, your brain starts to just basically die off because it gets bored, and it decides it's just going to sleep all the time.
0: We've got to perf- we got to perform. We've got to make sure that we're
1: forming new ones all the time. Like so, thinking new thought patterns. Think about that. Otherwise, you can't. You get stuck in your the same thoughts, mm. the same actions, doing the same thing, and you're slowly but surely just dying because there's just nothing new happening you're not learning anything new your memory is starting to go you've stopped learning so you're actually just on the on the the brown and rotting stage of your life rather than the green and growing right and I'll give you an example right I'm just going to jump in here is like
0: aerobics right or group fitness because you know we're mm. back in the 80s and 90s so we still call it aerobics but I know all the new people are like it's group fitness I feel you I hear you it's okay and it's aerobics um, What do you call it? I call it aerobics. Yeah, Yeah. anyway. So when you think about that, right, it improves our learning because we've got to learn the routine. So some people don't like going in there because they feel stupid because they unco, but if you knew the routine, you would feel better. Mm. So you're going to learn. And then you've got to remember the routine so that when you go back the next week, you're not feeling so unco. So that's just a new way to start increasing new synapses in the brain from learning
1: and from your mind. Simple. And that's exercising. Not exercising on a regular basis is actually going to create brain atrophy, which is when your brain starts Mm. to shrink. It starts to just... So you know when you... um, For an example, everybody knows somebody who's broken their leg or broken their arm and they've been in a cast for a really long time and you take the cast off. So let's just think of somebody that's maybe broken a bone in their lower leg or in their ankle and they've had this cast that goes right up to the knee. And then after about six weeks or eight weeks, you take that cast off and you look at that leg and it's all skinny and the other leg is normal looking. Could we do that like with two casts on the arms and the stomach? Yeah, wouldn't that be good, right? Wouldn't that be good? (laughs) Like You don't need a tummy tuck, you just need a cast around your gut. I'm in fine form tonight, Sam. So when when you take that leg off, when you take that cast off, we don't take the leg off, when you take the cast off, there's no muscle left because the muscle has atrophied. That's what atrophy means. So... It shrinks, the muscle wears away and then you've left with no muscle and then you have to build that muscle back up again over time and then your legs become the same again. So it's the same thing with the brain. The brain muscle, just think of the brain as a muscle and it's starting to shrink. So we really have to increase that BDNF
0: because we don't want a small brain. We want a big brain with lots of information. Give me a
1: stat. Right, found a stat, a stat here. According to a study published by the Journal of Cell Metabolism, all right, regular aerobic exercise can increase your BDNF levels by 32%. Now that is not something to be sniffed that's at.
0: That's a lot. Like that, like we're talking over 30%. Yeah. That's what got
1: my attention. I was like, what? Like that's pretty significant. And this the boost of BDNF is associated with improved cognitive function, memory, and, best of all, mood regulation. So, if you find yourself super moody, and you're up and down, and everybody moans, and your husband's saying you're always grumpy, or, you know, you're always moaning. Your your friends, all of those people. And
0: also, you are moody. You know that you're moody. You feel it yourself. Yeah, like, I think, you know, in... You know, in the last three years, I've had a lot of issues with fatigue and I haven't been able to do my normal exercise routine. So there were days that I couldn't do exercise. Was I a little bit more moodier? That's what Sam says. Like, and she says that in a really nice way, babe, I think you need to you know, have an exercise station. I'm like, mm. are you going for a walk today? Are you
1: going to go down to the park and take Richie go for a
0: walk? Like, if you do some exercise, even if it's I a five-minute funky-dunky dance in the morning, right, you are going to increase your BDNF. Like, come on. It's, I get that BDNF if people say why have you joined the gym I just want to increase my BDNF they're going to be like huh because my brain function is important that's what you need to tell people people don't understand that and when I learned the stats on this I was like you got to put that in our podcast babe I yep. loved it I loved it I loved it alright All right. next one okay okay well, next one no, I actually give me a quote you, you gave me a quote the other day and it was exercise is the single most powerful tool and I can't remember the rest, but I was like, hmm.
1: I think it was about to, something about your brain function, to like improve your brain function. Or... To optimize brain function. There we go. So obviously I need more exercise. And that was from a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Wendy Suzuki.
0: Like if, I don't even know who Dr. Wendy Suzuki is. But. She is very intelligent. She's a doctor. Yeah. So if she says a... She has a high BDNF. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. We're not getting enough sleep. Now, I can I can already feel some of you are just rolling your eyes at us right now. I get you, right? I'm also hearing so many women, this is massive for you. Like this is one of the biggest complaints with personal training clients and coaching clients right now. This is what our clients have been like most upset about and is consistent about. Like in the last five years, we've noticed a massive increase with our woman coming to us saying, I just
1: can't sleep you got to get some sleep that's not just about why though why you know people always think oh you know we always say go sleep go sleep go sleep and you know sleeping for weight loss is another big one Mm. but this isn't about weight loss this is about um your Your brain brain. right so when you're not getting enough sleep Mm. you can't form or maintain pathways in your brain that let you learn and create new memories ah like did you know that you got to yeah, be able to form those anymore.
0: new neural pathways, eh? Like, you, you've just got to be able to do it. So, it's,
1: basically, think of exercise as waking up your brain and actually yeah. allowing yourself to learn. Yeah, and then when you sleep,
0: right, you create new pathways. And it's like a storage thing at nighttime. Like, everything that happened in your day, it starts to sort itself out. If you don't get enough sleep, it becomes harder to concentrate. Listen to me and my speech today. It becomes
1: harder to concentrate and respond quickly. So you know what it's like look, just think of an occasion where you've been really tired. Don't look of your normal day because that you don't you don't notice it maybe as much. Mm. But think of a day when you were so tired you got no sleep and everything was like in slow motion, right? Like everything was so hard and you just couldn't do anything. Mm. That's actually your brain not being able to keep up. It hasn't have en- has not had enough rest. Mm. It has not recharged ready for the next day. And we do this day in, day out, over and over and over again. And we get so used to living in that kind of brain that you don't even know that it's happened.
0: It becomes the new normal. Like mm. it's almost a competition to see who can have the least sleep. And we, mm. we're we growing up now in an environment where, you know, the less sleep you get, the more, the more you even. are. And it's like we are, I was going to say heroizing it, but, I, you yeah. know, I can't think of another word right now because obviously like a, it's like I'm lacking heroine. sleep. <laughs> Deprive, depriving yourself of sleep long enough, it could actually lead to neurological disease. Now, most people, I think, are like me and had no idea about that. No idea. So I'm the type of person that for many, many years, I we would sleep like crazy hours, like two till five in the morning, and then all of a sudden we couldn't sleep two to five. We needed to have five hours sleep. Then we needed to have six hours sleep. Now I'm like an eight to 10 hour girl. And, and sometimes I struggle, right? But I make sure that I make up for it later in the day. Why? Because it has an impact on my speech. Why has it impact on my recovery? It has an impact on my um, eating. What I didn't know is that lack of sleep also has an impact on neurological disease. I didn't like that. There was It there was like a big wake-up call. So if you're like me, and you're lacking sleep, you need to find a way that you can sleep more. And we've done a podcast on it, and we should do another one. Yeah. You know, I,
1: I think people are it's underestimating the value of sleep. So yeah. statistically... Um, basically, the National Sleep Foundation reported that like 60% of people, or adults, regularly don't get enough sleep.
0: Like 60%! It's a big
1: problem. So if... Lack of sleep contributes
0: to overeating and obesity. What does that mean? If 60% of people are struggling with sleep, what does that mean from a neurological disease perspective? What does that mean by creating more synapses? What does that mean by having better memories? It's just like
1: this is huge.
0: It's, like, huge.
1: it's huge. And we are downplayed so much. Mm. We like sleep is overrated. I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, all those sayings that you hear about sleep out there. Like, it's actually something that we really need. If we did not have lights, we would be asleep by mm. seven, 7, 8 o'clock at night. In winter, we'd be asleep by 6.30 or 7 o'clock because it's black. Mm. And you would wake up when the sun rises the next morning. But because we have lights, we are now awake at all sorts of hours. It's not natural. It's not normal. And we do need to find a way to bring it back, which is a challenge. And Thomas Dicker actually says, "Sleep is the golden
0: chain that ties health and our bodies together, mm. like health and our bodies
1: together." I'm all over that. All right, number three: eating inflammatory foods. So what you have to eat has a direct effect mm. on your mind and on your mood. Now you notice, I'm, I know you've seen this before: a diet high, a diet high in foods that are fried mm. Mm. or processed can lead to chronic inflammation. And there's a lot of people out there that have no idea that they're living in a chronically inflamed body because their body is so used to dealing with the inflammatory foods and you're so used to the feeling of whatever it feels like after eating, like burping all the time and having a sore, sort of a a bloated tummy. It's just become the norm for your body. And
0: the other thing I want to mention here and not get too much into it is people think... Chronic inflammation is only seen as obesity or mild obesity. I'm going to call bullshit on that. My body is inflamed. It's inflamed. So if, you're, if you've got a disease at the moment, your body is inflamed. If you're fighting an illness at the moment, your body is inflamed. If you're struggling with any of the organs in your body, your body is inflamed. It's an inflammatory response to your food. And most people are saying that that's okay. And if your body is having an inflammatory response, that is not okay.
1: It is not okay. Hmm. I mean, I've I've heard people say, doctors even, say, oh, don't stop eating gluten, even though you do get a bloated stomach. Because if you stop eating it and then you start eating it again, it's going to be way worse. Isn't it just the indication that if you get bloated from eating something, your body doesn't like it, stop eating it Mm. and never eat it again? It's not a, you don't, it's like you're allergic to peanuts, so don't eat peanuts, but try them again in a month's time and let's just see how bad it is. It might get better by then. Mm. You know, like it's just crazy, I just find it crazy the way that people think about foods that really, really hurt the body. And yet we want to find a way to keep eating it because we really like it. But we can feel it hurting the body. So if you've got swelling from
0: food, like you've got bloating, if you've got farting, if you've got pooing, if you've got burping, your body doesn't doesn't like like it. it. It's inflammatory to you. And we're all different now. And because our food is so processed and we've got so many additives and preservatives in our food... Gosh, it's hard territory mm. to navigate. Really. Hard. I get you, I feel you, but it's something
1: worth investigating more. And so, the thing is that what happens with when you've got chronic inflammation or inflammation mm. in the body, you it really does affect your brain function. It really has a problem with um, like mega memory loss is one thing. You might find that you'll get memory loss. You're really moody, so you really lack the control of moods. So you go up and down. Confusion is one. Depending on the intensity of your inflammation, you can really have confusion, and it can cause depression.
0: Yeah, you don't have. You actually sometimes don't have clarity because you're moving sometimes into a fatigue where your brain doesn't have the ability to focus on one thing. So you focus on many things. And again, our favorite one: neurological disease. What? Like, this should be a big wake-up call for you. So a study that was published in the journal, what was published in the journal, was it? Yeah, Um, Cell. Cell found that diets high in inflammatory foods increases the risk of neurodegenerative diseases like... Alzheimer's. Now, you may or may not know this. Alzheimer's is like diabetes
1: number three. So not only is it sugar-based, and sugars and carbs, they all cause inflammation in the body for a lot of people. So this isn't standard across everybody, but a lot of people. And we overdo it. We It's it's pretty much what everybody eats 80% of the day will be some form of carbs and sugars. Processed food, and we're just heading more Alzheimer's, mate. Mm-hmm. It's quite scary, isn't it? And Hippocrates, he always says good stuff because, you know, he was a very wise old man. Um, Let food be the medicine, and let medicine be thy food. Write that one down. Like, write it down. Okay.
0: Having a big belly. Woo! (laughs) This was good. I really like
1: this. this. Yeah. So, um, high amounts of belly fat increases inflammation, which leads to shrinkage of the brain. What?! So all of
0: those guys out there with big bear bellies right now, your brain is shrinking. Like in women that are estrogen dominant and you're storing your body fat around your waist, your brain is shrinking. Ah That was I needed to put that one in there because I was yeah. like, What?
1: And they found mm. that high body fat has been associated with decreased grey matter, which is the active parts of your brain. Which what does it control? That it, we need to know It controls that. movement, mm. memory, and emotions. Important. So if and you're border. getting, if you're getting high inflammation, you've got a big belly, so your inflammation is up.
0: And you're storing your weight in your tummy because we can store it, you know, in our boobs and our hips and our legs. But if you're a tummy storer,
1: brain is shrinking. So there was a stat um, in the World Health Organization. They said that over 39% of adults worldwide are overweight or obese. So that's basically 40% of the world is overweight or obese, increasing their risk of of cognitive decline, massively increasing your risk of Alzheimer's and other neurological diseases. That's what it's all talking about. So we can't just say that, um, you know, it's it's food, mm. it's exercise, like we're going through all of these things. These are things that really affect the brain and it's no one talks about it. Mm. Your body
0: is your most priceless possession. You've just got to take care of it. All right. So number five, not learning new things. That's not you now, is it? Because you are listening to this podcast, unless we've triggered you and you're like, don't want to know anymore of Because I was like, whoa, I was fascinated by this, right? Because I, I, as I said, I've struggled with inflammation and I know that it's had an impact on my brain. Yeah. So this has been something that, like, I don't want you to run away from it. I want you to embrace it and start to take your control back. So if you're not learning new things, guess what? Your brain is starting to shrink because you're not using it. You what? You use it. You don't, so here you we go. You don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, you don't. Say that again. If you, if you don't, don't use lose it, <laughs> use
1: it. If you don't use it, you lose it. I think I need to use my brain more. <laughs> it's been in decline. But the brain is like a muscle. If you don't actively use it, it will shrink. Just mm. like I was saying before, brain atrophy. The brain shrinks if it's not being used. So learning new skills actually stimulates
0: neurons and it forms new neural pathways that allow electrical impulses to travel faster. Not traveling faster on things you don't want, travel faster on things that you do want, which is why we've got to learn what we do want, right? If you don't learn things or skills, you are actually allowing your brain to atrophy. So a simple thing that Sam does is she plays games all the time. She does Sudoku all the time. Irish does courses all the time. Listens to podcasts all the time. Does uh, audio books all the time. You don't have to go back to school to go and learn or go and learn a new skill. But if you're constantly stepping into that arena, your brain's going to grow instead of shrink.
1: All right. Yeah. So st- statistically, there was a survey um, that was found that only thirty-three percent of American adults feel they've learned something new in the last twelve months. So, so I would say that that's probably the same across the world. I mean, mm. America's the, a, a mm. massive population. So if you look at 33% of people have not learned anything new in a year. <sighs> like, that's ridiculous. Well... It, it's crazy. It, like, that, that, you know, like... We live so much in our routine, Mm. you know, it's crazy that that's how our life has become. We get up, we sort out the kids, we take them to school, you then go to work, you sit at work all day, you do your job, you then go shopping, you come home, you pick up the kids, you come home, you do the washing, you make some food, you send them to bed, and then you start all over again. It becomes... What did you learn that day? Sweet FA. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet FA.
0: Like, seriously. And I'm not, I mean, I'm preaching to the converted, right, because you guys are obviously listening to this podcast. But you know people that have never, ever listened to a podcast. You know people that don't even know audiobooks exist. You know people that have never, ever done an online course. You know people that are not listening to documentaries on Netflix. Like they're doing the same shit and expecting a different outcome. Well, guess what? Their brain is going to shrink. So keep encouraging people to use their brains. It's just like a bicep. If you stop doing bicep curls... It atrophies, goes flat, goes a little bit saggy. we're not happy about it. Same thing's happening with your brain. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean
1: it's not happening. Now, a fabulous Brian Herbert, a great friend of mine, he said that the capacity to learn is a gift. True. The ability to learn is a skill and the willingness to learn is a choice. It's a choice. Oh. <sighs> I find that so
0: empowering. It's a that choice. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, Brian's the, the best. All right, la- lucky last. Number six is spending too much time indoors. So spending too much time in to- indoors. In indoors. Look, I'm going to apologize. My language, my speech right now is a little bit challenging, all right, because <laughs> there's inflammation in my brain. Right, spending too much time indoors deprives you from getting sunlight exposure. Now, I know there's going to be some conflict about this, Feel free to send me your like, "Ah, okay, I get you, I feel you. I've done a lot of research on this and I'm a firm believer of this. I don't want to um, encourage sun baking so that you're causing skin cancer. However, without enough sunlight exposure, your circadian rhythm gets affected and your serotonin levels can dip. Now this is important because that can lead to seasonal affective disorder and depression. Who struggles with that? Yeah, that's me, in the red. If you're still listening on audio, just switch me on. You'll find out I'm wearing red. Don't look at the white one because that's Sam, right? So if your serotonin levels are going down, guess what? That's a happy hormone. That can also have an impact on your mood, on your concentration, on where you want to focus, on what you want to do, what you want to achieve, because you are not getting enough serotonin. All right. So, we've got a statistic for you.
1: Yeah, there was another study. We, I love to give you stats, very important. You stats. know, we back it all up, you know. Um, there, was a, <laughs> there was a study published in a journal called Nature, and they found people who spend less time outdoors are mm. most or more likely to experience symptoms of depression and anxiety than those that are actively outdoors. So it does actually make a difference. It makes mm. a solid difference. You, know, I'm sure that everybody listening knows that when there's a beautiful sunny Sunday afternoon and you go outside and you're in the garden or you go for a walk or you just sit outside with a friend and you have a cup, a glass of water or sparkling whatever or a wine or something, whatever you do, you feel better than the, the Sunday where it's pouring with rain and you feel absolutely crappy, right? And of my another great 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 uncle of mine, hip hip hip. Hypocrisy. Hey, yeah. maybe you're going out of sympathy for me and my brain today. Hypocrite. I can't even say it now. i said it before before. What's your quote? I can't even say his name, so I'm having a problem. Nature itself yeah, we'll is the best, best physician from hypocrisy. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm <just, laughs> not even going to edit that because I'm going
0: to say we are just human. Hippocrates. Thank there you. we go. <laughs> Alright, so now that we've identified these destructive habits with compelling stats, like we've got, we've done the homework, you can't just say Ursha and Sam made up this shit. No, we didn't. We researched this shit. and Why? Because we're passionate about it. And we want to share this with you because we feel that this matters. Right? We've also chucked in some beautiful quotes from oh, who? From hip-hop
1: <laughs> my Do you know what? You need,
0: to, you need to build more Wendy neural Suzuki. pathways. Because you keep getting blocked in if, that one. So we're not doing the synapses. The synapses aren't working efficiently and effectively, right? What
1: is Dr. Wendy's last name?
0: That's memory.
1: <laughs> Suzuki. <laughs>
0: I was <laughs> like, oh, that's my car. I remember that one. <laughs> it's important to remember that change is possible. So taking steps to improve your brain health can lead you to a happier, more fulfilling life, better still. It can help you have a functioning brain which builds your confidence, helps you create life by design so you can feel more fulfilled and inspire other people to do the same. So what do you need to do? You know what you need to do. You need to exercise regularly. You need to make sure that you're getting quality sleep. Quality, not just a little bit of sleep. Quality sleep and enough hours of sleep. You need to make sure that you are eating uh, nutrient-rich foods. Real Mm. food wherever possible. Thank you. I really like that. And keeping um, a healthy body fat. So, I don't know about you, and this is probably another touchy subject for me. I'm not talking about these bodybuilders that get themselves into a point where they're not even producing their natural hormones. Because I am not a fan. And if you are bodybuilding, you've done bodybuilding, I'm not even going to apologize. I'm just going to, you know, beg to differ because I know i personally, you know, seen so many people do that, but get your body fat to a, a level where your belly is not so big. Yeah, all right, let's not focus on getting it so low that you're not producing the hormones that your body needs to survive. Keep learning new things, so keep watching the, uh, well you don't have to watch it, you can listen to it, a podcast a week. Can I recommend Hours! Yeah. Like, you're going to be learning something new every week.
1: Audiobooks. Like, Sam does Sudoku. Absolutely. Sudoku. You can do, like, those memory sort of games. I like Mahjong as well. And Mahjong. You like I'm a very eye-stimulated person. Uh,
0: documentaries.
1: Mm. Like, purchase an online course. Like, these are all... Watch some YouTube videos on some new skills yes. you want to learn. There's so if so you're a practical person, go and look for, like, how do you fix a radio? I don't know. How do you, like fix the lawnmower and go out and do it. So you're learning new new skills with your hands if you're a practical person. Absolutely.
0: And then get outside in nature. Not only is it good for your brain, but it's also good for grounding. So it helps reduce inflammation in the body. It balances your central nervous system so that you feel calmer, so that your body can release a little bit of fat. That's another whole topic. All right. So keep using these habits to keep your brain Healthy and young, because we don't want an old brain either, because old brains deteriorate. We want to keep them nice and young regardless of our age. Absolutely. Yeah. So remember, it's never too late to make positive changes um, in your life. Like, everyone thinks it's too late. No, it's not. When's the best time to start? Now. Right now. Because people say, I should have done that. No, right now. Start by addressing your bad habits that you've identified today, and then you'll be well on your way to preserving and enhancing your brain health and Woo. that actually really does matter so there we have it our podcast today six habits six of them that may be destroying your brain right we've given you what they are we've given you options i think this is a really good podcast
1: there's today. like there's stuff in here you guys didn't know right this is stuff, there was stuff I in I here didn't i didn't, didn't know sam
0: gave me the research and i was like oh, yes, i love oh. that and i love that and i love that Absolutely. so do us a favor And if you haven't subscribed yet, shame on you. Like, please subscribe. Like, gosh, we love to share this stuff, right? And we want to help grow your brain. We don't want your brain to atrophy. No. And if you're learning from us each week, we promise that we're going to continue with some stats and some really good shit that's going to grow the brain. Because green and growing is where it matters, right? Number one, you've got to subscribe. And number two, write in the comments which are the habits or habit... Do you identify with the most that's letting you down when it comes to
1: your brain? And are you committing to improving that habit or are you committing to one of the others? You only need to commit to one, don't have to do all six. So you think, I can't do the eating, I can't do the belly, I can't do the this, I can't. Maybe your focus is just, I'm going to try exercising, I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to go out and do something in the garden. I'm going to move. Maybe maybe yours is going to spend a little bit more time outdoors. If you're in New Zealand, it's getting better out there, baby. So we can get out there a little bit more in the sunshine. It might not be sunny, but it's not as cold. So we can get outside more. Maybe you're not going to eat as much fried food or packaged food or processed food. Like you
0: get to choose what's going to work best for you. So until next week, Go out there and sprinkle some magic on you because you don't know who needs you this week and who needs to hear it. Until then, everyone, have a most amazing week. Have a uh, most amazing week. See, the brain health. Brain health (laughs) is important. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM. Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.